What's up guys? I'm Alex at generalguybel.com. Welcome to the 8th episode of the Heart Dance Producer Network podcast. Today we are going to continue our conversation with the legendary Rob G. Last week we already touched on his past. This week we're going to talk about his present and also the future. Before we get started, let me ask you to support that podcast. It's available as a video on YouTube or as a an audio version on all the major streaming platforms leave a like leave a comment rate it wherever you listen you can always do some stuff subscribe whatever it is it always helps out a lot so i thank you in advance i'm not gonna talk too much because we are gonna continue talking way more in this episode let's give it up for rob g and roll the fucking music enjoy you're listening to the hard dance producer network the number one producer podcast for the harder styles hosted by general geibel what what do you think um like you know with hardcore nowadays obviously like a lot of things changed i mean you know we talked with many people who've been in there as long as you've been basically what's left uh is the name but doesn't like really you know the sonics of the music don't really have anything to do with like you know 20 years ago it's just really yeah. the name left what do you think uh, makes a good song like a good hardcore song for me um it's for me it's, it's really always going to be about the writing i uh you know i um you know Listen, I, in the 90s, I, I, I was very, uh, you know, uh, I, I sampled as well, you know. Um, but in the 90s, I mean, you only had like a little sampling time to to yeah. use. And so you really had to make use of this short little amount of time. And you usually had to repeat something over and over. You know, you didn't literally take like a whole song yeah. and put, you know, some music behind it. And listen, I think I still think that's okay to do if you're doing it as a bootleg, you know, and if you want to release it, please release it for free. But God forbid, please don't fucking fill out publishing papers where you fucking wrote a Metallica song or you wrote a system of a down song. You know, you know, I'm not down with that. You know, uh, yeah. you want to make a DJ tool or a bootleg. I think, th I think they're dope. I love playing when like, you know, when, um, uh, when my when I, my, my friend Mr. Bossmeister, he makes a, a lot of cool uh, bootlegs. So I fucking love playing. I'm glad he does. But I also know Mr. Bossmeister doesn't try to say, "Yeah, well, this is I made this original song." You know, yeah. he's very clear about uh, who yeah, the original artist about, is. about that it's a bootleg and yeah. exactly, and that's yeah. the way it should be done. But there's, unfortunately, there's some people up out there in all the genres of hardcore. Yeah. You know, whether it's up tempo, French core, whatever who will literally take a minute and a half, two minutes of a song, the whole verse, the whole chorus, and and release it as their own with no mention to the original artist. If you go to the, the credits on Spotify or who wrote it, they got their name on there. Ah, I'm not a fan. Not a fan of that. You know, I don't think it's cool. You know, do it as a bootleg, do it as a DJ tool. So... Yeah, that shit me. works so good on, on, on the parties, obviously, because it's like... Uh you know, top 40 song, you know, everybody knows. Obviously it works so good on the parties. Um, 
But yeah, and like the last popular genres, you know, you don't see that stuff in hardstyle or even raw style. Raw style got pretty popular. You don't see that happening there. No, know? not as much, and definitely not to the extent that it does in hardcore. Yeah. I mean, listen, even you like know, you know the, the the kind of mainstream hardcore. You know, they do a little bit sampling here and there, maybe like a piece of an a cappella or like a piece from a movie, but. Um, yeah, not not like a full song and a breakdown and stuff. That's yeah, more like the less like, popular genres. Yeah, like literally sixty four kicks, and then here comes a the song. Everybody, see, yeah, Gar's, yeah, yeah, everyone's singing because it already sold forty million copies all, all around the world. <laughs> of, you course, know, of course, major and then, airplay time, and like um, you know, uh, maybe even um, like some commercials. Exactly, there. you know. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a hit because. Guess what? It's already a hit. Yeah, yeah of course. You know? yeah. I mean, I mean, listen. I'm, I mean, last year, I mean, I did a Hail Queen. I miss you, Freddie. You know, but you didn't see. I wrote a big thing about how Freddie Mercury is one of my idols, and like mm-hmm. you know, whatever. You know, I, I don't try to. You know, uh, you know, uh, I, and it was for free. You know, yeah. and I made quite clear like this is you know a mashup bootleg thing. This, you know? is, this it, is not a an original Rob G. No, no, exactly. Oh, I, I was, I was, um, now I'm a little bit disappointed. I thought you wrote, we will rock you and Bohemian Rhapsody. Well, you, know. <laughs> you didn't write that? Well, you know, I, I you know, uh, I, I don't want to take credit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Freddie did used to hang out and I did use, no, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> no, that, that man and that band, uh, yeah, that man is a genius. And, yeah, uh, that's, that was, um, you know, this is kind of one out of a billion, you know. So yeah. Like also, also the group of musicians which fall oh, together. It's um, amazing. Um, the odds that that happens are very small, you know. Exactly. Like, um, yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, when you when you look at stuff like, you know, um, what like some physicians or like what Newton came up with, Einstein and whatever. Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, somebody probably would have come up with that. But right. um, when it comes down to music and stuff, you know, shit that Mozart done, that Freddie done, you know, only he could have done it Absolutely. the way he done it, you know. So there, yeah, yeah. So this this is also something I, I guess, like you know, a lot of people underestimate that because, um, yeah, what will he done? Only he was able to do, you know. Yeah, in terms he of and they were very original, you know. Yes, and yes. Uh, you know, like and like you know, like I was, and like if you listen to all of Queen's music, you could tell it's Queen, but they have different periods of time where things are sound different. And like, right. I mean, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody, what the fuck, a masterpiece. But who right. would do that? You yeah. know, who would do that? You know, and. Anyone who hasn't seen the movie Bohemian Rhapsody should check it out because I think they did a great job telling, uh, you know, that story. But I mean, yeah, I mean, and and his showmanship. I mean, I also am I'm definitely greatly influenced, you know, by that too, you know, because I, I tend to be a little dramatic and, you know, flamboyant mm-hmm. on stage. So he is a big, big idol to me. But back to the subject. Yeah, I'm not going to take credit for that. You know, this is a, a salute to fucking, you know, Queen and Freddie Mercury. And, and, and it was so noted. You know, uh, and then if you do a cover song, like, uh, again, my dear friend, Mr. Bossmeister and I did Painted Black and we did it the right way. You know, we gave all the writing credit to, you know, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. 
Go to Spotify, go to show credits. It will say writers, Mick Jagger and Keith mm-hmm. Richards, because that's the way you're supposed to do it. Also, you know, they did it on Home Sweet Core, also. Uh, okay, Heart Sweet Core, yeah, also. Heart, heart Sweet Core, sorry. Yeah, it's yeah. Home Sweet Home, Heart Sweet Core, yeah. <laughs> home Sweet Core, so Heart Sweet Core. <laughs> yeah, Heart Sweet Core, also. I mean, now that's more of a parody, but yeah. it, the same rules apply. If you're yeah. going to. You know, if you if you're not able to obtain uh, the direct permission, then you must replay and re-sing everything. Uh, you really can't infringe on giving the the song a bad look or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then you have to give the original writers credit. So yeah, go to my Spotify, check out Hard Sweet Core. It's gonna say writers Nikki Six and Tommy Lee because that's the way you're supposed to do it. And and you know? and and the boys sure will be very happy to get like five euro publishing for that. Absolutely, song. <laughs> I get constantly from Mick and and Mick Jagger and, and yeah, and yeah they, they they're gonna there. be so happy about about that publishing credit. <laughs> they're very happy that they can buy you know. Uh, an air cap for their Ferrari. I don't even know if they could do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe an air freshener. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> hey, so lately um, you've been um, also on a couple of French core records. You also oh, yeah. played a couple of French core tracks. You also did a couple of gigs on uh, Dr. Peacock's acid bomb tour. Yes. Um, Do we gonna see you more in French core or do you kind of bounce back and forth? What, what's up with that? Well, I'll always be bouncing back and forth. Um, the reason you definitely saw a strong presence of me with French core was like, listen, n- nothing against up tempo. You know, there's a lot of up tempo that I do like when it's yeah. done well, you know, by like, People like System Overload. I, I, I like what he does, and uh, you know, uh, you know, Party Razor and, and stuff like that. Um, but there's a lot that I, I don't like. I like DRS. You know, I did some record with DRS. I also like you know my boy. Shout out Juno. But you know, but there's, there's a lot that I, I don't like. I, I think it's it's a, a lot of it's, um, and this is my opinion. But there, there's a good a fair amount of it that's very monotonous. And it's really just about the kick drum uh, and also usually stealing someone else's music, (laughs) you know, that uh, not all the time, but, you know, a a lot, you know, and uh, uh, yeah, it's just it doesn't appeal to me as much as, you know, the French core did the French core like. When I started to go, you know, see some of my friends go play like, you know, Dr. Peacock or I was on the same bill as one of these guys. I was like, oh, wow, this is a fun crowd. This is kind of like a little remnant, uh, you know, uh, to me of like, even like the 90s, like, oh, people are enjoying singing. Yeah, they're having like, a good time, of, right? It's a different crowd. They're having a good time and yeah. they're dancing. It's not just, ah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, this is cool, but not for eight hours, at least not right. for me, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I like some of this shit, but again, not eight hours of it in, in, in a row. And again, just my opinion, yeah. but the French core, I, I see a lot of people are having fun and a cool yeah. vibe. So, and there was more melody, even if there was borrowed, you know, uh, you know, being used. And I was like, I was cool. And, you know, uh, you know, uh, I was, you know, I'm already, I was already good friends with Dr. Peacock. So one of my good friends this day, Mr. Bossmeister is one of my dear friends. And, so, and Sigma Squad. I mean, let's not forget my Italian homies. I was already making music with them, which like, 
yeah, they're, they're in the French core category, but they got like their own French hardcore, yeah. sick core thing. And, you know, I was already did like a bunch of tracks with them. And then I made some with Mr. Boss, my close Dr. Peacock. So by the time I had my own arsenal of my own French core tracks, uh, then I was like, yeah, why not play a French core set? I didn't want to do it until I had enough of my own music, right. you know, because, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong playing other people's music, of course. Of course, I still do that. Every Most DJs still play some of other people's music. Fucking awesome. Because exactly, <laughs> exactly. you heard your own tracks too often. <laughs> exactly. If it's, yeah. if, it's, if it's a good track, it's a good track. Yeah. But I didn't want to be like, oh, look at Rob G just trying to play French core. I want to be like, well, yeah, I'm doing it because I already made some, you know, with some very amazing, you know, artists as well, you know? So, and I had a lot of fun and I, I will continue to do that. So, I mean, to me, again, good music is just good music. I still believe it's all hardcore. Yeah. You can't do that everywhere. In America, I could do that. You know, in America, I could play a set that consists of hard style, raw style, early, you know, French core, up-tempo, Terra, and it's all, is, is for the most part, pretty much accepted by the same crowd, you know? I could do that in Australia. I could definitely do that in, 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 in Japan. Uh, Try to do that in Holland. <laughs> yeah, really can't do that in Holland oh. so much, you know? And uh, so, and, and which, which, which a lot of people, you know, kind of came at me a little bit because when I first, like, let's call it my little comeback, you know, in 2013 with uh, Neophyte and Tium, you know, doing Coming At You Strong, you know, then I started, you know, a lot of people were knocking on my door, like, you know, to, to make music like, 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 you know, Mad Dog and Noise Suppressor. And I guess I hang out with a lot of Italian people. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, so I started to make all this new music, which I love. And, and usually back in the day, I didn't want to share my voice so much. I, I must say I was a little selfish. It's like yeah. if I was writing a song. I wanted to write the music for it also. Yeah. So I was, I was very uh, protective of my words being, even if I was collaborating, being on someone else's like music. But when me, Neil Fight and TM did Coming At You Strong, it was a group effort. I did let go of the reins a little bit and, you know, got to hear my voice on pieces of music that, you know, Neil Fight, you know, created. You know, even though like the song is kind of like, well, not kind of is based on my original song, ride in new york along with repeat and romeo romeo you know it was uh still new elements a lot of new elements were introduced and i was like wow this is really cool you know and then like you know i think i don't know if it was noise suppressor or mad dog who approached me next but you know i also you know let them have a little more fun with the music as well they're both amazing uh you know producers and you know what it was i kind of thought of like this like okay i don't think i'm eminem But what I mean is Eminem will do an album and he'll let Timbaland produce a track, he'll let Dr. Dre produce a track, Rick Rubin produce a track, but you still hear it's fucking Eminem. So I was like, well, what's wrong with Land Land? Mad Dog fucking do this and Noise Suppressor do that. I was like, Sickest Squad do this, whatever. So yeah, I started to like be a little more free with that and it worked out for me because my tour schedule started to be crazy. So I was always in Europe, so instead of just playing the shows on the weekends, during the week I would work in the studios with, like, you know, uh, some of the producers who I, you know, just named, you know? Yeah. And so that was awesome. Uh, the only drawback to that, which I'm now fixing, is 
some of the newer people or maybe even some of the older people start to think that I don't produce anymore. <laughs> and I got to be known more as like just this, this voice, which, you know, uh, yes, I, I did let my, you know, uh, let others take on more of a, a role in the studio when it came yeah. to the production with some of the people I just named, but I was still there with the arrangement and, and the writing and all this. And, you know, uh, but now in the last couple of years, and especially in the last year, I've started to regain that by just doing some solo Rob G songs. Which is, which is also, also funny, you know, that people been like, oh, he doesn't produce anymore. Uh, if you consider that like, you know, half the headliners on the main stages are not even doing anything, you know, at yeah. least like you contribute, like even if you don't produce, you contribute like a very important part to the song, which is the lyrics and sometimes the melody and of course the voice. And the know, arrangement as well. So you know? like fucking Madonna is only singing, you know, or like, right. you know Thank what you. I mean? So Thank she's not even that. writing in anything. So I think this is kind of a stupid statement if you consider what's going on that like half of the people on the main stages don't even produce and a big chunk of them don't even DJ live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's that. We won't name any names, but there's no, some no, no, who... no, no, of course not. I mean, you know, I also generally, I, I, I don't see a big problem with that. I mean, you know, like not everybody is born to be on stage. Not everybody's born to be in the studio, you know, and there's also, it's, yeah. it's still a business, you know, there's still a marketing aspect to it and, yeah. you know, com joining forces. If like somebody likes to sit in the studio and produce and somebody likes to, you know, get the attention, the fame and the, and the chicks, you know, it's, you know, I, It's it's not fair for the fans, especially like some of them, you know, posting photos of them being in the studio. There, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, I. I yeah, um, yeah. But generally speaking, you know, it's like I said, it's it's still a business, you know, and um, you know, if the song is good, you know, if, if if you make a good song, but you are not marketable, right? You're not like you don't have the right. looks. You're an awkward guy. You're really not marketable, but you make amazing music. Which is better? Nobody ever will know about the music or like somebody who doesn't have anything to do with it goes out, sells it, you know? So like the chick who's bringing you the food in the restaurant doesn't make the food, you know, but she's right. bringing it to you. So uh, that's a different topic. But I think it's kind of a stupid statement if people like, oh, he's not producing anymore. I, I like, agree. Co considering you know? what's going on, you know? <laughs> And I'm not saying that just because it's me, but like, you know, like, like, again, I won't, I won't mention names like, like, you know, like, like, like you just mentioned, there's a lot of top guys that like, they don't even write or produce or anything, you know, like, or even DJ or even DJ, <laughs> yeah. you know, but then there's other guys who do and listen, they are great producers, but I don't consider themselves. I don't consider them the best writers because a lot of times they're taking something that's already been written. Yeah. So like, You know, and I, and I think this, you know, again, I'm not going to make a general statement of all, but there are a fair amount of producers out there in the hardcore genres who, because they're so used to sampling a movie, a hip hop record, a rock record, that whether it's someone like myself or a Mouth of Madness or an MC Ailey or whatever, they kind of like 
are, again, not making an all statement, but there are some producers who are really on their high horse who consider what we do, oh, just a sample. Like, yeah. you know, motherfucker, I wrote that shit. My heart yeah. and soul's in there, you know? Yeah. You know? And if it wasn't that important, well, go do it yourself. Yeah, Fuck. leave it out. Yeah, leave it out. Leave it out. See how good your fucking song is anymore, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah, when I started to hear that from some people and like, and, and, and in a very dismissive, not so nice way, you know, you know, I, you, you hate to defend yourself, but at some point you have to, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, yeah, that would just really, really, and then not just bother me for me, but like, again, for some of like, uh, the MCs that are out there, which I, you know, contribute a lot to a lot of, uh, you know, hardcore records. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some hardcore producers out there especially the ones that I work with, you know, that dude, they'll be the first to say, man, without you, we don't have this song, but yeah, it's a, they realize it's a two way street. Yeah. But there's some other fuckers out there who, yeah, they just think, Oh yeah, whatever. Look at me. Uh, you know, my, my popular record where I put a kick drum behind Michael Jackson, you know, (laughs) but like, like, but like you said, like, you know, the, you know, what about the melody? What about the writing of the lyrics, the arrangement, whatever. And, you know, and now, you know, I listen, it's not that I didn't want to be in the studio that much anymore, dude. It was just so hard, like being on the road all the time to fucking and like, you know, a lot of things did change, you know, like and, and in a very fast way. So I had to start getting myself up to speed no. with the newer methods to do things. And I'm not embarrassed to admit that, like, you know, on some of the process, I will use an engineer. You know, uh, you know, and there's no shame in that, you know, while I'm still, you know, learning some of the new things. Uh, but now, you know, let's be clear, you know, you know, there's engineers and there's producers. Now, when I talk about someone like Rick Rubin, hit, what he does as a producer is in his mind to make the record better, you know. So, like, it's not just about putting your hand on the mouse and, you know, and moving some things around, which is very important. But like when you're in electronic music, usually like myself in the 90s up until a certain point and now bringing it back now, you know, you're wearing many different hats, you know, hopefully you're the writer, (laughs) but you definitely, you know, are the producer and the engineer at the same time, you know, and maybe you're the, the, the guy who mixes it. Maybe you're the guy who masters it, too, if you have all that. I was never a mastering guy. I'll never take credit for any of that stuff. Can I mix? Absolutely. You know, can I write? Absolutely. So it's, it's like, you know, when you look at a band, it's very easy to separate. Oh, there's the engineer. Yeah. There's the producer. There's the band who's writing. And then, there, then that, that those tracks go to a guy you know, maybe like Andy Wallace who does the mixing and then it gets head into a mastering plant to Howie Weinberger does the mastering. But yeah, when you're in this like electronic setting, you're wearing a lot of hats and some of these hats get uh, too clouded. And I said this at a hard dance event last year, like I think there's a lot of great engineers out there who really know their gear, but there's a lot less producers, you know, they might know how to use the gear, but I don't think their ideas are that great but there's even less fucking great songwriters today, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, with engineers, you probably also should put the sound designers in there. Absolutely. A lot of sound designers. And um, of course, the way the music nowadays is, um, 
the sound design is a very crucial and important part of it. I agree. And um, problem is this writing aspect and you know even on my channel like a lot of people always calling me out like oh fuck melodies and rhythm that's music and shit maybe maybe for the feeling but those tracks are pointless you know so uh, uh, remember every track that you you know take one track which is five plus years old which you still like and that track has some sort of a story, has some point, has something. Yeah. And that's what I feel where it's going now. It's so sound design driven. And for the dance floor, it has a good vibe, but I don't want to hear that shit in my car or in my living room, you know? Right. So I want to hear it on the dance floor, but I don't want to hear it somewhere else. And obviously it's dance floor music, but still, you know, like EDM fans listen to EDM also at home or at the house party or whatever. Right. And I, th I see there's a problem that's shifted so much to sound design and like just throwing together samples and sounds that the musical aspect is uh, starting to get lost. It, it seems pointless, you know? That's yeah. also like what you said. Um, that's kind of the new thing. They take like a popular song, um, especially recently in French core, I hear it. In French core, it's like very popular now. Take an ethnic sample, build it up, and it leads to nowhere. So the sample you heard previously doesn't have, and everything happens afterwards, doesn't have anything to do with what you heard. It's like a mashup, you know, like you, yeah. you're DJing, you play a breakdown, and in the build up, you cue in the next track, and then you just switch to the kick. and that's what what i feel nowadays you know probably that's also what you meant oh it, it's crazy like i uh, one of my dear friends over here in jersey is a his, his nickname is winnie um he's uh he's from indian descent and uh <laughs> i'll be playing some music he's like hit pause and he goes on youtube he's like that's this <laughs> <laughs> and then i play some other song he's like that's this <laughs> yeah and I'm like, wow. Like, you know, and like, again, I'm sorry, man. Like, you know, like, I just, it's just like, if you're going to do that, you really should give credit to the original people and let it be known that this piece of music came from somewhere. Because I also, the other side of that is I don't like people trying to pawn off someone else's work as their own. Mm -hmm. Especially so amazing and crazy. Listen, you'll still get your due because just because you take a popular song, just because you fucking turn it into a hardcore song, it could still suck because maybe you suck and don't know fucking <laughs> and you can't fucking make something good. Yeah. So proud of what you did do with this amazing track, you know, yeah. but please don't let your, I, I think it's unfair to the audience to think like, Oh my God. He or she made this song. It, oh, it moves me. It gives me goosebumps. And, you know, like, you know, and it was already, you know, a song that already gave a lot of other people, you know, goosebumps a long yeah, time ago. And if, if you consider, like, um, the frequency, how some guys, how often, you know, they're, they're literally shitting out tracks, you know? Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> If you would consider they have to write it, they have to get the studio musicians in, they have to engineer it, they have to mix it, to produce it. 
they 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 wouldn't like you know release a track like after like every two weeks you know no exactly you're taking something that's already pre-made and now adding yeah. your electronic element you know it's it's you know like a, a, so much of the work is already done for you you know yeah. it's like you know and that's that's also when it comes to me collaborating i'm very picky about who i work with and the reason is if because a lot of these there are like you know some dudes who have approached me but all they know how to do is take an acapella from some hip-hop record or a rock record which has already been mixed produced yeah, yeah, yeah. processed and it sounds amazing yeah, and, and yeah. Anything. Maybe already already record. recorded through a ten thousand dollar chain, you know. <laughs> exactly, you know. Yeah. So I was like, I I can't work with someone if that's all they know how to do. If they don't know how to, you know, work with vocals, I can't work with you because, you know, um, you don't know what you're doing. Some some people, you know. So the people I'd work with, you know, they know what they're doing. You know, yeah. there's only been a few full pause, but uh, the guys that I mentioned, Mr. Bossmeister, a genius, Mad Dog, genius, Sickest Squad, genius. You know, uh, you know, they 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 know what they're doing. You know, and I, uh, you know, I, I love uh, you know working with them. And uh, you know, oh, hello, Wolfgang, <laughs> hello, Wolfgang, special cameo by the great Wolfgang. Yeah, he he, you know, he always uh, sneaks in. <laughs> I'm gonna let him out. So anyway, um, uh, yeah. So I'm, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very picky about you know who who I work with for this reason, and the and the other reason is like for, for some of the you know people are you know producers uh, who don't know what they're doing you know when it comes to guitars and vocals and you know uh, especially vocals you know, in those situations where maybe we were, we were using their studio, not all, but some were like very, uh, uh, I, I know what I'm doing. Like being just dis very dismissive of, of my knowledge, you yeah. know, because they thought like, Ooh, I'm only singing now. Like, yeah. you know? so then I would like put my foot down and be like, no, this is how we're going to record the vocals. This is what you should do. And then you should do this, 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 and then, and I go, just do it. And then they do it like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, like, you know, like, listen, you know, just because my hand's not on the mouse all the time, you know, doesn't mean fucking, I don't have fucking 27 plus, 27 professional years plus another fucking three, five, almost 30 fucking years of fucking knowledge of fucking what a good fucking record Right. needs to sound like you know yeah one one thing like one time i had this thing i was working with a guy and it was also about original vocals and um he was so used to having like everything to the grid like visually you know every sound quantized to the grid and he couldn't get his head around that you know the vocal that's an natural instrument that's a voice yeah. that it's not quantized and he like really broke his ass off to try to like quantize every syllable and it sounded so crappy because like it was so much time stretching the vocal sound was gone the feeling was gone everything was gone and i was trying to explain to him bro 
if like somebody plays a guitar, it's not quantized. So yeah. great. You can do a little bit of editing, a little bit of moving around, but that's how it is, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was for me, it was like, wow, that's somebody who never worked with original vocals and like, you know, been always all his life, even if he takes an acapella, zooming in and like time stretching the shit out of everything. So it's like hard quantized, you know, it's like, yeah, a similar story. I, I mean, like, and this is why, okay. If I'm working with like a, another professional and someone I really respect and who I like and who I knows and who I know knows what the fuck they're doing, yeah. Because of well, especially now in Corona time, yeah. Maybe I'll record you know the vocals in my studio and you know and then send them over. But I won't do that with just anybody, you know. De definitely not, you know. So. I've done that for you. You're special. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm very honored and happy to work with whoever I work with. But my point is, I think I did send my vocals to someone once. And I'll, I'm not going to say their name, but I will say this idiot. <laughs> okay. So I, I had a bit of a, like a swag going on. I was like, and I'm going to make up words, so don't try to yeah. figure out what song I'm talking about by the word. I'm just going to make up something right now. But it's like, and what we're going to do? Like, anyway, the point is, I have a, a my verse of what I'm saying starts on the upbeat. Oh my god, that that's where the most guys fail. They don't understand that there is an upbeat, you know? Oh my god! So yeah. this jerk off sends me a track back starting my upbeat on the one yeah and it's, so and everything like, is off it sounds terrible i'm like dude did you even fucking listen to this yeah. like yeah man it's fucking awesome i go bro are you crazy yeah and, and you're a dj too like this is oh this is beyond offbeat what the fuck is wrong with you yeah i was like that yeah but you start here and, 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 and so this goes on the one like no no, <laughs> you know, this part is on the upbeat of the last bar, not even the whole bar, the last part of the bar depends what, how big of an upbeat you got going, you know, maybe like, no, you know, like, you, you know, and uh, I was just like, oh, never again, never a fucking again. I'm yeah, like, that's, that's what a lot of guys don't get. I mean, <laughs> since you're wearing that nice t-shirt, have you ever noticed that till on I think pretty much every song. I don't can't think of one song. He always starts on like one eighth after the downbeat. So it's like, oh, yeah. and then he starts singing. Yeah. So pretty much every song is like, and then. Uh -huh. <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> so I guess I guess if there was an a cappella and like somebody tried to use it. Everybody would use it wrong in the hardcore, I mean, except of a couple of few people. I think a lot of people would fuck that shit up badly, yeah. you know? Yeah, fucking, you know, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's um, a, an interesting story which I never told you, even though that concerns you. Remember okay. Final Stop Death? Yes. The track we've done. Um, yeah. Back then, uh, we recorded at the studio in Holland, and I had yep. the microphone there, which belonged to Noise Suppressor. Yeah. And little did I know 
the microphone had that um, the 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 point where you speak to it on the other side, not where you got the label, which are like 99% of the microphones, but on the right. other side. Back then when we recorded it, we didn't have like a vocal booth and I just you know monitored it through the headphones, yeah. which I didn't really, you know, I was never really using headphones. So it didn't like really strike me as odd. And then like, you know, back then we had like a lot of processing on the vocal. So when we've been right. playing it back in the mix, it sounded like, yeah, all reverb, all awesome. Yeah. And... When I started mixing it or like working on a vocal, I was like, shit, I fucked it up because, you know, it sounded a little bit thin, of course, because it's speaking from the wrong side, you know, <laughs> there's no proximity effect, nothing. So therefore, that's why the vocal ended up with like, um, you know, this distortion and everything and yeah. stuff like that. So I had to wow. go around with that because I fucked up the recording back then. You did but, a great job, man. It, but it you, sounds- you liked it. So it was good. <laughs> oh, dude, it sounds phenomenal, bro. It sounds phenomenal. Yeah. You know, that's one of our secret techniques. Turn the microphone around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. From the wrong yeah. side. <laughs> <laughs> that one, I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> no, if that one, no. No. Even, like, if you move away, like, you know, no, no. Bit, it's no. like you, you immediately feel it, especially if you go close, like, you get such a sexy voice. That's so unbelievable. Oh, <laughs> you know i think probably what what, even though obviously that's not the way to do it even though i don't even though i believe in breaking rules to a point (laughs) or at least trying if it works it works you know i think you did have a little like enclosure i think also so that might have helped a little, you know, it's only... Yeah, I mean, by then you've been, you've been in front of the bass trap and there have been like the other yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, panels around. So it was like a really dead spot. So I guess that that um, helped definitely a lot. Yeah. But, yeah. Otherwise, we probably would have got nothing that was even workable. And we Pro- probably but, but then probably we would have figured it out. You know, exactly. we've been listening back, but back then we've been so hyped about the track and listening back. Yeah, yeah. fucking oh. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Bottle stop. <laughs> yeah. Still love that track. Still love Me that. Too, Me too. Um, up until like pretty much the last sets I played, where I played like, you know, on raw style and stuff. So, you know, when it was not hardcore, I was pretty much playing it in every set, even though. After a point, like raw style changed to such a point where this track didn't fit. You know, it was just like out of like the genre. It was not part right. of raw style, but I, I was still playing it you know, and still went over really well. So yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and uh, we would call it. I love our version, but I if it's, if it's okay with you, we should mention. Yeah, yeah, the guy from he's from Scotland, right? From Scotland, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is it Vloak or Volak? Volak, yeah, I did yeah. say it. Right. Adam, yeah. yeah. Sorry if I said it wrong the first time. <laughs> I don't know how to spell it. Just want to make sure I'm saying it the right. <laughs> no, I'm not supposed to say Rammstein, but it's Rammstein, you know. Rammstein. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rammstein. I, yeah, Rammstein. I got to <laughs> uh, it's Rob G. So <laughs> anyway, uh, but anyway, our homeboy from Scotland. Uh, yeah, he made a dope remix of uh, Final Stop Death, which we'll really be releasing uh, at some point before the end of the year on G Thang Music, you know. And he also did something with Heart Sweet Core as well. So it's going to be his own little EP, but like, you know, with remixes of uh, oh. two G Thang Music songs. So yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, he's a, uh, everyone look out for him. 
And how yeah, do we say got, his name? He got, uh, I'm not sure. It's written Volak. 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 Yeah. Volak. I, I, I mean, I'm the, I'm the worst person to ask how to pronounce names. So. <laughs> Sorry if we're fucking it up, but we'll, we'll, when the record comes out. Yeah. There. And, and, and he, should have, he, he should attach a name tag. I mean, we never spoke. We just been texting. I don't know, like you know, Scottish people. Maybe a vocal tag by him <laughs> won't cut yeah. it to understand. Let me see here. Just, I'm not going to call him, but V O L A K. Yeah, Volak, DJ Volak. Yeah, uh, Volak, Volak. Yeah, he got he got a really Volak. interesting style because he also kind of brings this kind of old school feel. Yep. And Absolutely. I really, I, I, I really like that. You know, um, yeah. he, you know, I think like <clears throat> a year or two years ago, I I heard like the first time he done something, and it was even before Mad Dog released Reset, which you know now you hear a lot of people you know trying to do that thing. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> funny thing. Um, you know, uh, noise suppressor. He had like his little period uh, where he pulled up all his analog gear from the basement, and he was like making analog kicks all the time, like going really old school. And he right, made right. a couple of tracks, and you know, uh, we've been like really pumped about it because it was like, oh, fucking awesome! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he started playing them and they really didn't went good. I mean, I wasn't there, but he told yeah. me he was like, they just uh -huh. don't do it. And then he gave up on, a, on the idea. And then Meta came with the with reset, which is a fucking awesome track. Yep. And that fucking worked. So maybe it was the wrong timing. You know, sometimes it happens. Sometimes people do something that um uh it's just the wrong time, you know? And yeah. A little bit later, somebody does the same thing, maybe not even as good, and it works, you know? So sometimes, like, sometimes people are a little bit ahead with uh, with the time. No, I, and then sometimes it's with the same artists. I mean, like, um, <laughs> me and Mr. Bossmeister, I mean, we did a song called Fuck the Politics, and we were really pumped about yeah. it. Okay, when it, when it dropped, I mean, people did like it, but... It wasn't what we thought it was going to no, be. No, didn't do shit. <laughs> no, no. And I, I recently, you know, started posting it recently. And all of a sudden, holy shit, this is the bomb. It's being constantly shared on all my stories. And now this Rob G, Mr. Bossweiser, Fuck the Politics song, which is like over a year old, is now getting all this like new love. And also, not like, oh, yeah, I remember this. No, they think it's brand new. Yeah. They never even fucking heard it before, although it's been everywhere before mm -hmm. with a full video by our homeboy, Wuma. What's up, Wuma? <laughs> Wuma videography, shout out. Uh, but, yeah, so sometimes uh, you're just ahead of your time and someone else does it, and sometimes you're ahead of your time, and, well, you wind up doing it later or they appreciate it, you know? Yeah, yeah I've like, seen, you know, seen this... Um interesting documentary you know um you remember eiffel or afil i don't know how they called 65 they did like um blue double d double down oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and they've been talking about that song and that song was released i think two years prior before it like really hit right and um, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it didn't do shit and like like two years or something like that afterwards and all of a sudden it blew up and it was like, you know, it was a massive hit, like massive. Yeah. 
Yeah. But when it was released, it didn't do shit. So sometimes timing is also very important, you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. We definitely should make a part two. That's uh, going oh, to be no, interesting. I, I, I want to keep going. I want to yeah. keep going. Well, I mean, dude, I, 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 I really appreciate the time and we're definitely going to catch up where we left off. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. And so let's, do, let's, let's, let's pause here. To be continued, there'll be a part two, and uh, exactly. we've got a lot more to talk about. That's that's it for now, and yeah, next time we continue. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. My brother. Take care, Alex. Yeah, Rob, thank you very much, and we thank keep in you. touch. <laughs> Definitely. Peace, brother. All right, all right. This was it for now, but as you already heard... It's not over yet, we're definitely gonna catch up at a later point and continue the conversation. With more than 30 years being in a business, he definitely has a lot of things to tell and a lot of experience to share. And every fucking body should definitely listen to it. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you feel you want to support me and you want to do yourself something nice, check out generalgeibel.com. I got samples, presets and all that good stuff that might help you to make cooler tracks or focus on the more important stuff which represents more of you this is it for this week's episode next week we are coming back and i'm not gonna tell you a lot but we got one artist from dogfight records uh, you might wanna take a chance and guess who it is anyway you guys stay safe you guys Keep producing, keep making music, keep bringing out those fucking bangers and I see you next week. Bye bye.